0: Today's daf we're introduced to Todos Ish Romi, a leader of the ancient Jewish community of Rome, all the way back from the time of the Tanaim. Rabbi Yosef relates that Todos, Todos instituted a practice in the Jewish community of Rome, a sort of Korban Pesach ceremony, even though there was no longer a Besamekdash, and of course this was being done far from Yerushalayim. And what they would do is they would eat a kid, uh, the animal, goat, and they would eat it whole, roasted, just as was done in the base of Mikdesh. So the Gemara of the Chachamim were very disturbed by this practice, by this institution from this great leader. There was a debate, maybe we should put him in Khayrim or not. In the end, they all agree, like the Gamarsas and Ahmad that he really was a great person, he really was a positive character, and his wisdom is quoted just before the new mission Amabes. He explains how great, great Jews named Khanania, Mishal, and Azariah, they jumped into a fiery furnace al Kiddush Hashem, sanctifying the, the name of Hashem, rather than worshiping idols during the time during the rule of Nebuchadnezzar, during that seventy years of galut, that seventy years of of, of exile after the temple was destroyed. So Todos says that they made a kal they made an argument for themselves. We're going to look at the Tsvardea, the tzvadeya from the parsha of the Makos, the second of the of the ten Makos that came to Mitzrayim. What did say about the Tzvardaya? The Tsvardea are creatures who weren't commanded in Kiddush Hashem. They weren't commanded to sanctify Hashem's name. And yet, they even went into the burning ovens in Mitzrayim to afflict and to oppress the Mitzrayim. Kalvachomer said these three holy Jews, Chanan and are we humans have the requirement to die on Kiddush Hashem by going into the fiery furnace. So from here we see the Todos Tatar in public, showing he was a great man. So let's explain this whole story with a beautiful idea and explanation developed by Rabbi Elijah Breitowitz in Parsha Tzav, in Essayim Parsha Tzav, in He says, the reference of Hananya, Mishal and Azariah is from Sefer Daniel. It's in the third chapter, in the beginning of the third parak of Sefer Daniel, where Nebuchadnezzar set up a huge statue of gold in a place called Bikas Dura. So it goes on over there to say that everyone, when he wanted everyone to bow down, but three people refused. These, these three holy Jews of Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah. So Tosos and Dafir says this wasn't really a Vodah Therefore, we'll explain in a minute why that was. Therefore, bowing down to it was not truly a vodazara. So why did Natzar make this idol? So, the Malbim there brings, in the beginning of Peric Gimel, brings from Rav Sadikon and the Barbanel that if you go back to Perak Beys, the previous Perak and Savior Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream which he had forgot. And soon after, he, he forgot the dream, and soon after, and then Daniel came and he was able to remind him what his dream was about. He said it was all, it was also about a statue, happened to have be been a statue, and this one had a golden head. The next part going down the statue, arms and upper body were made out of silver, and the abdomen and thighs were made of copper, and the lower parts of the legs were made out of iron. So Daniel explained that this statue represented the succession of Malchios, the succession of kingdoms. After you, you're not going to be the king forever. Bavel's not going to be the empire forever. There's going to be a Persian empire. They represent the silver. And after the Persian empire, they're going to be conquered and taken over by the Greeks, Yavan, which represents the copper. Finally, lastly, it will be Rome, who's represented by the iron. Obviously, this was very disturbing to Nebuchadnezzar. So he makes a statue that's all gold, exactly the same shape of his dream, that there won't be any succession. He wanted to make a sign. There won't be any succession. And then he asked, everybody should bow to it because by bowing to it, you would buy into his vision that he's going to be the king forever. His kingdom will last forever. Part of the dream in Peric Bayes has an has anecdote that a stone carved from a mountain was flying through the air, and that's what knocked and toppled the statue over. And this, of course, represents Melech HaMashiach, the end of the story, the ultimate end of the story, the great end of the story. And, of course, the Vuchanetzar looked to block this reality as well by by telling people to bow down to it. So what was the, what was the force on Hanani Mishal Nazaria, It wasn't a statue of of, of of a god, but it was rather a representation of Yudha himself, that a Jew should buy into that, that which rejects the end goal, of ma'alchuz kol that there's going to be an ultimate king, Kashbarachal, the king on all nations. That's the time of Melech Mashiach. This was, this was how many explain the sin of Purim as well, by going to the, to the party of Achashverosh. The people show that they rejected Hashem's plan for history. Chas Hashem, a Yid, Jew, should feel we're in galus and Hashem has abandoned us. We shouldn't need Chas Hashem, Nevuchad to come and remind us that we need to yearn for Mashiach, return to Hereti Yisrael, and not to get stuck in the easy comforts of that life. Kilo Yitosh Hashem Amo, the Nachalos of Hashem never abandons us.